Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games, and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog Podcast. It's an episode that episode it's a podcast happens twice a week we've recorded this episode in, per, in perpetuity for, <laughs> for the last eight hours <laughs> this is an episode that happens once per hour i mean we're pretty good it's about a proper yeah, amount we liked it so much that we, we're just workshopping <laughs> it right now we're still not 100 satisfied with the episode no we gotta publish so here we go on take nine <laughs> mighty take mighty nine t- <laughs> take mighty nine where two old guys play a game that is, if you trace it back to its announcement date, it's pretty old. It's pretty old. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> uh, if you take it by when it was released, it's not very old. It's, no, it's pretty new, actually. It's very new. new. Yeah. It's one of the newest games we've ever done. Yeah. I guess not newer than Dad not Quest. Not no way newer than nope. Dad Quest, which is still in production. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess technically Mighty Number no. 9. I'd say that, that still counts. In pr- still, still in production. production. <laughs> Before we get into a br- the breakdown of Mighty Number no. Nine, I'm your bearded host Tyler, and I believe Dave, you brought uh, the latest hot garbage food. I did by request of Addison Webb on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Addison posted a link to Kotaku, uh, <laughs> which they called. Sn- Snataku, snack I don't know if that's a that's, real that's thing fine. or not. I hope that is. <laughs> also, back the fuck off, Kotaku. We don't. You have a lot more than we do. We need this. I mean, a little bit. We need this. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I went by because um, he said that he couldn't wait for the official Tadpog review. Mm-hmm. I like that, by the way, that he read <laughs> Kotaku's review and was like, "Well, uh, but wait a minute, I got to get the official way in from Tyler and Dave." So here is the Mac and Cheetos dangerously cheesy mm. snack from Burger King. Mm. I like the packaging. This the is packaging a very is colorful. unique packaging. I've never seen something like that before. I don't really, honestly, I didn't read that. How do you eat it? Well, it looks like a gigantic chicken fries or a, like a chicken tender. Okay. I don't, do you know what it is? No. I mean, I've heard of this thing, but no, I imagine, I don't know if it's, is it coated in Cheetos and it's mac, fried mac and cheese? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I think there's mac and cheese inside of it. Yeah. I did not read the link that he posted. <laughs> it looks like an oblong chicken nugget. Or, yeah, like a chicken nugget mated with a Cheeto. Yeah, and there you go. And had a baby. Yeah. And then it grew up and started hating life. <laughs> like, it wasn't until recently that I've had Cheetos and been like, okay, these are okay things. I still hate Cheetos puffs, but regular Cheetos... Jalapeno Cheetos and Flamin' Hot Cheetos are okay. Flamin' Hot. I like the Flamin' Hot. Yeah. I think I've talked about the burrito that Taco John's had. Yeah. Well, they just threw Flamin' Hot <laughs> Cheetos in there, and all of a sudden it made it awesome. Okay. So you want so to try, try this thing? Yeah, let's do right, it. Let's do it. <laughs> a lot of breading. Mm-hmm. But as advertised, it tastes like both Cheetos and macaroni <laughs> and cheese. So you'd say they, they were successful? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's the crunchy exterior has got to be like a breading of Cheetos. And then inside is mac and cheese. She, um, at the window, the cashier asked me, the clerk asked me, if I wanted ranch dressing with this. Oh, man. Which tells me that it was, A, either engineered to work perfectly with ranch dressing, or that so many people going to the Burger King line um, asked for ranch dressing with this. I don't know. I mean, I can see that. And I guess it's better than, like, do you want nacho cheese dip? Right. Because then that'd be... But... Do you want another one? You're no, on a diet, right? I do not no, want another I'm one. I'm going to eat this. Mm-mm. Here's the good news about this. So it was funny because I had no idea. I didn't know anything about this uh, when I went to the drive-thru at Burger King. And I got to the speaker, and I didn't know how to order it. So I just said, um, give me one of those Mac and Cheetos things. And the woman said, um, okay, uh, how many do you want? And I was like, uh, uh, an order's work. Yeah, is it like, that's what it says, like, how many come in an order? Like, is it just a giant, like, burrito-sized <laughs> object that's filled with mac and cheese? You're, we build it, custom build it according to your imagination. How many yeah. would you like? <laughs> Let's get the Imagineers to work in the kitchen. <laughs> All right, he wants, he wants a hamburger inside of a Cheeto. Can we do that? <laughs> but it's not, it's not terrible. But, like, I'm not a big cheese stick guy. I've never really enjoyed cheese sticks very much. And to me, it's pretty reminiscent. There's more texture than like a cheese stick. Yeah, because which, of the macaroni. Yeah. It's also not mozzarella cheese, which I'm used to in like a cheese stick. Yeah. The good news is, and this is a huge plus, I'm pretty sure I've got the receipt, but I know that this was under $3. Okay. So that's cool. At least they're not like overcharging for it. I mean, it. they, the public, ugh, we can't charge too much for this. It's literally just Cheetos and cheap macaroni. Mm-hmm. So... Well, who knows? The macaroni might be very good. Very expensive. High quality. <laughs> Tyler? Yes, Dave? If you were to give this snack a beard, what kind of beard would you give it? Oh. Is it my face right now because I just ate four of these? <laughs> yeah, that, that sunburned look you have and the hard breathing. <laughs> so I'd, I'd give it Blake Wood's ginger goatee. Okay. Good. If you give this, if you get a snack, a pair of glasses, Tyler, what kind of glasses do you get? Uh, Chester Cheetos sunglasses. Is it because it is, in actuality, dangerously cheesy? Dangerous. It is dangerously cheesy. Dipping it in nacho cheese would have exceeded the danger threshold for cheesiness. Is it? Is it too cool? Would you say it's too cool? Mm, I think it needed ranch in order to <laughs> raise the coolness Some rate. Cool or- ranch. <laughs> I will say that. I feel like this snack was specifically designed for you to eat at 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. That would actually make it better for me if it was so hot that it burned my tongue yeah. when I chewed on it. Like, bite into it, the macaroni is steaming inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want I want the macaroni to, like, sear my tongue. <laughs> Just to fall out, it's so molten. Yeah. As soon as you break that shell. I want macaroni-shaped blisters on my tongue when I'm done eating a snack, please. <laughs> That's how I measure the, my enjoyment of a snack. I want my mouth to look like a cheesy M.C. Escher painting. Just just a mess of stares and burns and cheese. I've always thought about that about you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> when I first met you, I was like, that dude's mouth is like an M.C. Escher print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show notes for M.C. That's Escher. What I, <laughs> that's what all the ladies have told me. I don't know what it means. <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Uh, I started a new job this week. 
Yeah, okay. So I haven't mm-hmm. asked you about it on the mics. Mm-hmm. I haven't asked you about it in general because you just started. Yep. And I didn't want to bring it up on the show because I wasn't sure if it's something you want to talk about or not. Uh, I guess I talk about it minimally. I don't know okay. their social media policy. Yeah, because so, that was a big thing at your last yeah. at your last job. I didn't have to sign a contract to the effect like I did the last job. Uh, but I, I mean, I wanted to get out of cooking, but this the most acceptable way. The almost, it's the most solid schedule I've seen that involves cooking. So That's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at a hospital that is working on improving their their food and things like that. So. That's a dog. That's Nana's dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I started that this last week, and it it's a hospital, so it's a, oh, it's a lot of training. It's a lot of training for stuff I'm never going to have to deal with in any way whatsoever. <laughs> so I had a 16-hour orientation plus hospital modules on HIPAA and all sorts of stuff. So Hippos and... Rhinos, what's the difference, and does anyone care? <laughs> For all the patient files I'm going to be handling <laughs> back in the kitchen. So, yeah, that's that's what's new with me. I What's new for me, Yeah. hi, I'm Dave, your bespectacled host, and I just opened the grossest Coke Zero that I've ever tasted. Yeah, you took a look at it, I was like, what's wrong with that? And I don't know if it's because I, I don't know if it's because I just ate the, the Cheetos snack that has tainted this. I picked this up from a, um... Oh well, the 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 drink by date mm-hmm. on the bottom of this can is December twenty second, two thousand fourteen. So, where was it that you found this? Well, okay, <laughs> you know your old house um, mm-hmm. at the corner of your old house in the highway. There is mm-hmm. a gas station called like Ah uh, the sixty eight Quick Stop. Yeah, the sixty eight Quick Stop. It's awful. And they had a vending machine in front, and I normally bring a drink. And I, I always pass that vending machine of like, wow, that vending machine looks old. Uh, well, today I was like, well, I'm going to test this vending machine out because I need a Coke Zero for the mm-hmm. recording. And I made a mistake. I wasted 75 cents. This oh. is, this is, I didn't know that Coke that's, Zero could go bad. Yeah, that's the last time he stocked that machine. I know the guy who owns that, and he is a royal jerk. Really? Oh, yeah. And he clearly does not give a shit if he still has Cokes from 2014. Yeah. You want to try this? Try this <laughs> dangerously old coke. Tell me what you think. Tell me if I'm crazy. No, it tastes. I don't taste well. Oh, it tastes fine to you. It's got a little bit. It's got a weird aftertaste. Yeah, it has a weird sodium. Yeah, aftertaste. Yeah, that really hangs like it, it's coating my tongue. Yeah, something I I found about Coke Zero, even like the new stuff. Like if you get a new box of Coke Zero. If you do not, if I don't drink it at like sub, do you want this back? No, okay. I don't want that back. <laughs> if I don't drink it at like sub zero temperatures, it has like this licorice aftertaste, which like reminds me that I'm killing myself slowly <laughs> by drinking it. <laughs> no, you want to talk about mighty number nine, Dave? I've got more intro. Oh, if you're sorry, okay, yeah, if you're okay please with go more ahead. Intro, I am. So you, we've talked about the Mac and Cheetos. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the old Coke Zero, which mm-hmm. I know we all <laughs> we wanted to get <laughs> check in on that. Um, we talked about your your new job. Um, your birthday uh, was yep. yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I um, have something for you. Oh, thank you. No, you, don't, don't, I mean, I spent a lot of time on this. As you can see, clearly it's an envelope that has nothing I, written I like on the it outside. when you had me plain manila envelopes. Yeah, exactly. Here you go, my friend. Do you know what I did yesterday? I worked. 
Yay. Oh, welcome to it. Yeah. Welcome to it. Yeah. I was off the day before. Oh, I'm off today. I was not oh, off yesterday. That sucks. I worked on my birthday this past year too. Mm. I spent. I actually did spend a long time picking this card out. So I. I really do hope that okay. you appreciate. I, I even it. had to work extended hours yesterday oh because I had to do hospital modules that I that were just due, and you have to be on the clock. So awesome. Worked a full day, and they're like, "Go sit in this room for a few hours and <laughs> click through slideshows, <laughs> and then take a bullshit test." Eight to ten times. It's it's like clicking through a Steam queue, but a whole lot less fun. <laughs> All right. Art listener. Yeah. It's a car with Tweety Bird on the cover. <laughs> I, I looked a long time for a car with Tweety Bird on it. Tweety Bird is coyishly looking over her shoulder at me, saying, sorry if this card's a little lumpy. And lumpy's all fancy looking. Oh, there's a gift. In, there's lots of love packed inside. That joke doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Love, love is lumpy. Love, exactly. We've learned one very thing lumpy. today. It's that love is lumpy. Love is like mashed potatoes. Happy birthday, XOXO, Big Dick Dave. And inside is a $20 Steam gift card. I appreciate that very much. You are welcome. I wanted to get that. So here's the thing. Like, We've kind of like passed around Steam gift cards for yeah. gifts for a while. <laughs> but I'm reintroducing because we kind of got away from that. But I'm uh-huh. reintroducing it because A, I'm lazy. B, I love you. And see, the Steam sale ends Steam? tomorrow. Uh, so if there's anything that you have not picked up yet, there's your excuse. That I'm enabling you to purchase Thank it. you. Because <laughs> I've spent $150, about about $150 this Steam sale. That's a that now $170. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent um I've spent under $60. But That's it, good. it's just by the grace of the uh, Steam cart not saving, as I mentioned. Uh, yeah. And then, like, you, oh, I want to buy that. I'll buy that when I get home. You get home. Yeah. What it was is, it I wanted it to is buy? No long, it's yeah. happened to me several just times. Evaporates. The price just changes. Yeah, or that. And I never and I never know. Like, it'll be on sale one day. I'm not at a bill, able, like, I'll see it on my phone. I'll get an email. Yeah. Something on your Steam wish list is on sale. Okay, I'll get that later. By the time I get home, it's already changed. It's no good. It's full price or 10% off instead of 45% off like it was. Soul Sister Yarn Sorceress, she let me know that Face Rig went back on sale. Mm. If, if every all the listeners out there are following the, the epic Steam drama, uh, Steam sale drama mm-hmm. that I've been going through, don't worry, guys. I did buy Face Rig <laughs> for like $7. Um, and it is... It is okay. It is worth seven dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not like anything to do an episode on. It was <laughs> it was worth like it was worth the two minutes Henry laughed at me being a raccoon on, <laughs> on the computer screen. And then he was he was over, he was done with it, and I was like, I'm done with this as well, until you're old enough to play with this by yourself. <laughs> uh, I got a, a gift sent to me by Ruby Bear and Paul Cluel. So thank you for that, Paul Cluel. Nice. Very much. And what did he get you? A game. He got me a game. <laughs> I remember because I've bought so much shit. And then like I saw, you've got a gift. Pop up me a gift. Accept gift. Shit, what did he get me? Oh, I can't look at a queue again to see what I've just been gifted. So it's important. He bought me something. <laughs> And I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> it's important to me that you that you know that I did not do that to you on purpose. <laughs> oh, really, motherfucker? Because I, I looked at what you and was like, you? do I play this off? No, no, I just don't remember. <laughs> I saw the look of panic on your face. And I immediately was like, oh, what did I do to you? So I feel bad for not remembering, yeah. but I just hit accept, accept gift very quickly. I was like, fuck yeah, there it is. This will make you feel better, I hope. 
Uh, it will not make Chantra feel better because I have been scared to tell her that she sent me a Gabe uh, as a gift on Christmas mm-hmm. um, that was on my wish list, but I already had owned. Yep. Um, so what I do every time Steam launches now is I just, uh, it gives me two options, accept gift, decline gift, and I just close it. <laughs> I take the third, I take the coward's way out and I'm like, no, oh, no. Well, because I don't, if I hit decline gift, like what does Steam send an email to Chandra and it's like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> guess who? Use, user David thinks you're a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's like, if I click accept, like, well, then what? So I don't know. Chandra, you tell me. What do you want yep. me to do? Click yep. accept or do you want me to click decline? <laughs> I don't know. And it's also like, did that trans- transaction go through? Like, I mean, or or like, what's what's the deal? Like, It I'm, should just be still sitting in her Steam inventory. All right. Well, if I decline it, then maybe she can gift it to somebody else. Get to, I, and their return policy is really good now. So she might be able to get <laughs> her money back super, for it. Is it super, super good? Because they're like, hey, did you, you bought this in December for this dude. What is wrong with this guy? He can't click accept or decline. <laughs> We know he's been in Steam for like 400 hours since well, look, you sent this. Look at, case in point, this is his Civ 6, or Civ yeah. 5 <laughs> hour spin. You know he's playing. Yeah. Also, I want to let everybody know, and Tyler, I want you to know, my performance may be lower than usual today because I was up all night. Mm-hmm. That is not an exaggeration. I was up, I, I did not go to bed last night. Because I was playing um, Gauntlet Slayer's Edition with Time Lord Josh Edwards and my cousin David. Mm-hmm. And we got, from start to finish, we got to the last boss. And it was probably 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, man. Because I, whenever I sent you a message, like four, yeah. and when you didn't respond within 30 minutes, I was like, it's four o'clock. He had his game last night. I bet he then played Civ Five until like the sun came up and he's still asleep now. Well, we didn't have enough people for the game, mm-hmm. so what we did instead was play Gauntlet for uh, nine, uh, nine, ten hours, something like that. Sounds that. pretty good. Sounds pretty good. We it got, must have been really good. It was a lot of fun. We got all the way to the end boss, and then we were too tired to like do it. Uh, like we just kept dying and dying and dying and dying, and then finally. Um, Josh was like, I think that we need to call this. I was like, oh, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I streamed some of it. If anybody I wants to that. check it out, it is on Twitch. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, I also streamed a little bit of Mighty Number no. Nine and I'm extremely exhausted. Because what happened was I like got done playing Gauntlet and I looked at the clock and it's like, well, it's nine. I guess I guess it's time to play Mighty Number no. Nine. Oof. <laughs> 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 So I just uh, fired that bad boy up and uh, and played it. So if you want to know if if you have no frame of reference for Mighty Number no. Nine, mm-hmm. check us out on Twitch. Just do a search for Tadpog; it'll show up. I'll also have a link in the show notes, and you can see some gameplay there. Some yeah. some poor poorly yeah. done gameplay. <laughs> that's what I, I think. That's what everybody's come to expect. Yeah, it's just half acidness uh, <laughs> to the to the ninth degree. This is a this is a number nine theme. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. So you hear that, Dave? Um, the dog, you mean? Yep. Uh, I not anymore. I don't. Well, did did you? It was warning. It was signaling something. Wh- what was it? What what was it signaling? It was that was actually Rush signaling that he's the only element not <laughs> copied and pasted from Mega Man into Mighty Number no. Nine. The prog rock band Rush yep. wants us to talk about <laughs> Mighty Number no. Nine. Why, why aren't we in Mighty Number no. Nine? 
And there's a dog in the van now? <laughs> Surely, sure, like, is Getty Lee still alive, right? I don't know. I don't know. Getty Lee's a dog now. That's all that we know. <laughs> I do hear that, which, of course, ushers in a segment that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Uh, for some reason, the link that I've got prepared doesn't work. So while I'm pulling this up, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think we should thank somebody. Okay. I think we should thank somebody. Yeah, we should. Who um, suggested that we play this game, and not only did they, not only did he suggest that we play the game, uh, he actually up- upped his Patreon for a month to ensure that we bought it. That yeah. we bought the game. Um, I had already kickstarted it. I did not tell him that because I did want his money. Um, so um, that's Paul Anderson. Yep. Thank you, Paul. Anderson. Thank you, Paul Anderson. So yeah, we both got copies of the game, because uh, both PC, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, PC. Um, I had kickstarted it. You had not. Mm-hmm. So that that gives you the opportunity to to purchase it. Um, it is. Um, so this game was supposed to come out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Paul actually mm-hmm. spoke to us in January, asking if we would if we would talk about it, um, and we thought that was a good idea. And then the game did not come out in, nope. in February. Uh, it was actually months later. So um, just know. I think even February was a was a pushback. Yes, it was. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just know, Paul, this is not our fault, and you know it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> true. Search your soul. You know that this was not our fault. We got on this as soon as we could. Yep. Uh, which is rare for us. Yep. <laughs> I do hear Dog Getty Lee, uh, who is asking <laughs> that I read uh, something from Doggy Wikipedia. Lee. Doggy <laughs> Lee. I do hear Doggy Lee. Which, of course, us is in a segment that we like to call Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Okay, guys. Mighty No Period Nine. No, no Nine. Mighty No Nine. Uh, or as it's known in Japan. You ready? Mighty Number Nine. <laughs> nice. Uh, is an action platform video game developed by Concept in conjunction with Inti Creates and published by Deep Silver, uh, which is, if you're curious, a Rush cover band, Deep Silver. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The creation of the game was based on the online crowdfunding website Kickstarter and incorporated heavy input from the public. Uh, Mighty Number 9 closely resembles the early Mega Man series in both gameplay and character design, uh, which project lead Kaiji Inafune uh, worked on. Does that ring a bell? Is mm-hmm. that name familiar with you at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to tell yeah. me about this guy. Um, and it's considered its spiritual successor. <laughs> the minimum Kickstarter goal for Mighty Number no. 9 was successfully funded on September 2nd, 2013, after only two days of the creation of the campaign. So they were fully funded in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, several other features, including additional stages, special modes, and ports to other platforms were confirmed after additional, quote-unquote, stretch goals uh, related to it were mm-hmm. achieved, uh, increasing the total funds obtained to over 400% of the original goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was released for Microsoft Windows, OS X, Linux, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Wii U with the PlayStation Vita and Nintendo 3DS versions still in development. Uh, Abstraction Games and Engine Software are porting the game onto the PlayStation Vita, your favorite Mm -hmm. console, Mm -hmm. uh, portable console, and Nintendo 3DS, respectively. Uh, The game was originally scheduled to come out in April 2015. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, but was delayed multiple times with the game eventually being released worldwide in June 2016. Last month, yeah, uh, on all non-portable platforms except Xbox 360, OS X, and Linux, with the portable version still in development and slated to come out later in 2016. Uh, the game was highly anticipated when it was announced, but lengthy delays in Comcept's decision to fund another project, Red Ash: The Indelible Legend, which I have not heard anything about, nope. uh, through Kickstarter, were met with accusations of mismanagement. Uh, the game received a Generally mixed reception from critics and Kickstarter backers upon launch. So, so we're done. Yep. There this, was an episode. This game, if you haven't heard about it, uh, it's it's having a lot of issues. It's Both, not being received well. Right. Yeah. The being received and how it's performing, uh, because apparently the Wii U version is bricking consoles. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. That is um, awful. Yep. So this, like, I mean... when you say bricking consoles, do you mean like rendering them yep. useless? Inoperable. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. That is what I heard... That is what I read online doing research today. So it is a... It has been a nightmare. Like, it is... All right. So before we get... I get into the that I'm gonna go ahead and do my portion because yeah. here's the trans here's transparency and this also reveals my issue with the game. Um, had the PC version, I didn't get to play very much of it because I couldn't. Um, I had I was forced to play with a keyboard and mouse because <laughs> it highly recommends a game controller. I That's was like, like okay. the first screen you see when yep. it pops up. So I was like, okay, cool. Open up Motion Joy, plug in my PS3. Nope. Plug in my PS4 uh, controller thing. That's going to do something? Nope. Get my USB Super Nintendo controller that generally works? Nope. Like, nothing worked for me. I, I The only thing I didn't try is the wired 360 controller. Yeah. That's because in the move, I lost the little port to USB converter. Mm. So, to me, it seems it sounds like, and that's the display picture of the gamepad. Yeah, and that's what I, I used a wireless 360 controller yeah. um, with a dongle because I like to say the word dongle. Mm -hmm. um, did Windows recognize the controllers that you plugged in yep. and just the game didn't? The game did not. That is a bummer. Like I went to option, like I tried everything I could. Now, and Steam, inside Steam, yeah. the controller works well. Outside of Steam, it's half functional with games at best. So the Steam controller did nothing for me either. So I had. Really? Short of getting. Yeah, oh, because I, tr I tried to play the ZSNES. Um, with the controller, with yeah. Steam, half of it works. Literally, the directional pad works, yeah. and that's it. Really? So then I've been in all sorts of forums. They're like, nope, just doesn't work. So inside Steam, Steam controller is great. Outside of it, nope, not, not, not going to help you. So that's my issue with the game, and I had no idea that it was 360 controller exclusive. I didn't either. So I didn't have time to find a replacement. I'm lucky that I have a 360 controller that I typically game mm -hmm. on. Um, otherwise, I would have been in a similar boat. I um, Man, I think that's a bummer to hear about the Steam controller, too, that it doesn't work well outside of Steam. I mean, mm. I guess that makes sense based yeah. on the name yeah. <laughs> of the product, <laughs> but at the same time, I'd like to have more functionality than that. Um, and I cannot imagine playing this game with the keyboard. Oh, it was awful. I did not get far. It was frustratingly terrible. I can't even imagine. Because it it's not just... if it, I guess it would have been playable had it just been the keyboard, but it's the keyboard and the mouse. What do you use the mouse for? Uh, to shoot. Really? Yep. 
Can you remap that to anything? Or I had a very frustrating time because just trying to use the keyboard and mouse to read to do that because you're supposed to have a gamepad to right. even do that. So right. I couldn't even find out figure out how to make that work. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the show, but I have a long storied history with Mega Man, uh, playing Mega Man with a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, had, yeah, the DOS version. I had the DOS version of Mega Man, <laughs> which it blew my mind when I actually played the NES version of Mega Man for the mm-hmm. first time because it was like, <laughs> this is a very different game. This is like fast and responsive. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yes, this is a lot more fun than uh, my. Cyan, magenta, and black uh, version of Mega Man, where I fight robot masters that no one has heard of. <laughs> so, all right, basically what I did, since I couldn't really play the game, I tried to delve into some research about the game. Good, I was so hoping that, I can I was hoping that you could that. talk about the development and stuff. All right, so, I mean, the development and everything, it's clear that it was flawed from the start, basically, because the whole thing is that Capcom has so many popular IPs that they're just not touching. And, like, the fan base is very frustrated, but it's just, like, they refuse to listen, period. So, like, the big outcry was, like, they want Mega Man Legends 3. Like, that's been a big fan push and petitions and everything to get them to do it. And then Capcom basically did a big fuck you tweet saying, oh, we were going to do it, but none of the people were interested in it. Like, I think at that point, everybody was like, you know what? Fuck Capcom. Fuck Capcom. And like Kenji Inafune, which is he's the creator of everything Mega Man for the past since its inception, has been him. And they finally had that falling out where he was just done with their bullshit. And so it's this is part of a sort of a stream of games from like famous IPs that big corporations just don't do anything with. So there was like sort of this rallying cry. This these all kind of hit the same moment. Everybody loved it on Kickstarter. So being my number nine, uh, uh, what, let's say, Yuka and Laylee was right. the Banjo Kazooie Kickstarter. Right. There was another one that's uh, a Castlevania Kickstarter for for these IPs that are beloved, but no one will do anything with. Like, Microsoft is just like, we gave you nuts and bolts. You don't need anything else. Well, and they're all really, like, obviously, like, they're like they're bending over backwards to let you know that they're the spiritual successor, mm-hmm. which is funny to me. Because, like, when I when I kick-started uh, Mighty Number no. 9, I was like, the name of your company is Comcept? Like, that is, like, <laughs> how has, like, the Capcom hitman, like, not murdered you yet? Because, like, that is very much, like, yep. a blatant, like, oh, yeah, well, this is, like, this is, we're the, we're the Mega Man company, yep. essentially. So, I mean, man, out of the gate, Mighty Number no. 9, already, like, expectations way too high. Way, way, way too high. Because oh, you know that game that you love that, no, like, Capcom won't produce. All right, we've got the creator who's now on his own and is basically making Mega Man, but he's got to change it a little bit because Capcom owns Mega Man. So here you go. Here's the Mega Man game you've been waiting for. Spiritual successor, similar powers. Look at this demo. It looks awesome. Everybody's super psyched about Mighty Number no. 9. Ooh, so I don't, I think it would have been, even if it was not fundamentally flawed and had some bad elements in it, like I do not see how it could have held up to the hype. 
There's no possible way. And I don't think that this game, I personally don't think that this game is a bad game. Yeah, you're right. I'm with you. It's not a bad game. It's an average game. It is. It's a, it is a, I think it's a mediocre game. Yep. And that's tough. We've, we've mentioned this before. I don't know if we have on the mics, but like mediocre games are the worst to talk about mm-hmm. because um, it's not. We're not going to have fun shitting on it. We can't it. gush and Where we else? can't shit. Yeah, exactly. We're not shitters or gushers. No. <laughs> well, sometimes we are, but not today. Sometimes both. <laughs> but because the original, what, it was 900000 was what they originally asked for. So by the end, they $900, got... $900,000. $900,000 to complete the project. Okay. They got $4 million. And because at the time, it was the biggest Kickstarter to date. And the team bit off... I mean, one, you're taking what took Capcom, what was a large studio to make these Mega Man games and put this franchise together. Now you've got basically a Splinter Cell team. Like, oh yeah, we can do Mega Man, no problem. And they see all this money rolling in, so then they start incorporating stretch goals to get more money. And if you look at the stretch goal list... Which I haven't. Fuck, it's enormous. They added like... It's crazy how many options. And you saw, you brought up the list of platforms. Like, right. that was a stretch goal. Like, ever, like, get to here, we'll release it for these platforms. Right. And this, we'll get these platforms. Give us this so much money, Mighty Number no. Nine, we'll kill Mega Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it's just like online mode, boss rush, boss rush mode, yeah. alternate characters, like a bunch of shit. By the time it was done with four million, man, there's way too much to do there for a small team. Way, way, way too much. And it shows after the delays and how a big delay was the online mode they just couldn't get it to work so it yeah that surprises me because i did not notice an online mode when i was in the game so when you said online mode i was like well they didn't hit that stretch goal i guess but but they did make it they did make it they they just can't get it to work yet i don't what would even the online mode be in this game yeah fuck i don't know I, I guess just leaderboards for who can do stuff the fastest. There are leaderboards, so maybe that is it. That's kind of that feels. And like that's kind of lame. <laughs> so, yeah, ugh. And because I said I watched a lot of videos because if I couldn't play it, I still wanted to get in as much as I could. And watching, um, watching a lot of videos to me, okay, spiritual successor to Mega Man. But I also sort of have to remember Mega Man. This style of Mega Man. Is from the 80s and 90s. Right. So am I wrong to expect more than 80s, 90s style gameplay since it's um, it's it's what it's supposed to be, right? I kind mean kind of. I mean it kind of is. It's here's here's how it played to me. Like this is how, here's how I felt about it. I had I had the feeling where it was like Mighty Number no. Nine felt like to me right in between the Mega Man series and the Mega Man X series. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because, for the most part, it does feel like the original Mega Man series because you're just running and shooting, um, gaining Robot Master's powers. In this game, they're called Mighties. Um, You're you're playing the ninth one, Beck. Um, and all the other robots in the in the world are in the United States. I, mm-hmm. it, they, it's, it specifically states that it takes place in the fifty two states of, of America. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why that is, but um, so it, the concept, even like the core concept of the game, is very similar to Mega Man, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh well, I got all these robots. I gotta get. I gotta take down all these robots. Um, but what is so? All of that is very reminiscent of the Mega Man series. But then, like, 
you can dash in the game, mm-hmm. which to me is like a very core concept of Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. That is a big deal, being able to dash. Yep. Um, and in this game, you can and, do it. And dash to the extreme. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and it's like to the point where dashing in this game is um, the most important mechanic mm-hmm. in the game. Yep. Uh, and that's because, so the way that it works is you have to, as, as, um, as Beck, you have to shoot an enemy with your with your gun arm. I don't know what it's called um, for Mighty Number no. Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to wound them and then dash into them. So um, you, when you dash into them, you absorb their cells. Yep. Um, and you use those to augment yourself, mm-hmm. which that's a cool concept. But I will say that like that immediately makes it not the spiritual successor of Mega Man. Because that is such a bizarre... Like, in Mega Man, your whole point, your whole goal is to stay, at least for me, is to stay ranged as as long as possible mm-hmm. and and never, like, just rush in. Because it's like, Beck has no melee attack or anything. Yep. So, like, if I rush in, I'm just going to make myself vulnerable to the enemy that's right behind the one that I, that I just wounded. Um, so... Getting back to my compar- comparison of like where this falls and like the the hierarchy of Mega Man games, um, so it adds that mechanic, the dash mechanic, to Mega Man, the original series, but it misses all of the other great stuff that was in Mega Man X, mm-hmm. like wall jumping and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's that that is not in the game. Yeah, you can now grab onto ledges. Sometimes I'm making a jerk off motion <laughs> yeah. with my hand because that is that is dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be able to grab onto ledges, but come on, yeah. you should also be able to wall kick and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like that. The game because of that, the game did not feel dynamic to mm-hmm. me, like it like it should have. Um, it didn't feel as fun to play as a Mega Man X game. Yeah. Um, even Mega Man X three, which I think is out of the SNES. Mega Man X games, I, I think it's my least the favorite. The weakest. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, so it's weird because it's like, it's tough because I cannot talk about Mighty Number no. 9 and not compare it to Mega Man. Like, it is it is impossible. It is it is impossible to separate those uh, entities. I mean, that's how it was sold to us. Right, and that's exactly. basically what it is. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was definitely sold to us as a successor to the Mega Man series. Hey, I can't make Mega Man. Here's Mega Man. Right, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. His um, fingers crooked slightly so. <laughs> <laughs> the index finger crooked slightly differently. Thank you, Danny. And Carvey. most people won't remember Taser's Choice by Danny Carvey. <laughs> but this game, watching it, its tone and style are very reminiscent of Mega Man 7, which is basically widely regarded as the black sheep of the Mega Man series for the Super Nintendo. I haven't played Mega Man 7. Yeah. It's not good. And then, then it has some gameplay elements of, of the Mega Man X series. So it's like they just laid everything out, cherry-picked a few elements that from all the games, and sort of like a chimera them together. And they, Nina! Yeah. <laughs> we wound up with Nina. <laughs> yeah, and they don't mesh particularly well. Like, there's not a good flow to, to the mechanics. Yeah. So... Um. From just, I mean, watching the videos, it looks like there's a lot of like pausing and jumping, and like it's not a flow 
a beautiful flow gameplay. Which is weird because uh, speed is definitely sold to you while you're playing as mm-hmm. something that you need to take advantage of. Because the faster you are, uh, the faster you complete the level, the higher your grade will be at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has like any like in-game reward. Um, but it is like specifically mentioned to you um, that the faster you go, the better you will you you will be, um, which is really weird. I, and honestly, I do I like that the dash mechanic is in the game. I think that it would have been cool where it's like I get it if they want you to switch like if they want to switch from like just shooting regularly. Uh, to something else to to absorb them. Mm-hmm. I get that, but I wish it was like, what if it was something cool? Like this is gonna sound crazy, but what if it's something cool where it's like Scorpion's fucking harpoon, where it's like mm-hmm. you you weaken an enemy and then you throw out like a lasso or something yeah. techno uh, technodrome style <laughs> and like pull the enemy <laughs> towards you, so that you don't. It's not herky jerky. Mm-hmm. Um, trying yeah, to that's what I was out. looking for. Herky jerky. Herky jerky. That's, so, fa- yeah. that's a that's one of our favorite yeah. phrases, I think, on on this show. Because because a lot of the the whole element is like you shoot enemies so they're stunned. You dash into them, incorporate them, and regular enemies either give you a power boost, a speed boost, or an ammunition boost. You have to complete a certain number of combos before that happens. Okay. So um, it you have to kind of be precise with it because what will happen is, okay, so let's say there is a robot that I'm fighting. I need to shoot him three times and he's stunned, okay? Mm-hmm. If I hit him four times instead, when I absorb him, I'm not going to absorb him 100%. I'm only going to absorb 80% of him. And I don't get power-ups until I absorb a certain number at 100%, like five times in a row. Mm-hmm. So... um it's very unforgiving in that regard. Yeah. I do like that the game gives you power-ups for these combos. Like, that's a cool thing. Yeah, I agree. And that would have been a really cool thing in, in older Mega Man games even, where it's like, all right, well, this is kind of like shooting these enemies um, is is fun. Like, it's a fun little mini game inside just clearing the enemies to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. I just think that uh, the method of doing so isn't, really super super fun yeah let's see uh, another thing i noticed though about the the animation because the voice acting is terrible it's lame. yeah the it's voice like, acting is not it's great. playstation one level bad voice acting well and it's yeah it is it's bad voice acting and it sounds like they maybe hired three or four voice actors yeah. to, to do the whole game because that's what that's what reminds me of Mega Man seven because it's a little over the top cartoonish where like Mega Man x had like it certainly had a dark tone to it, and this is this game is copying the Mega Man X storyline, but it's making it more lighthearted and cartoonish. Right. So, what did it, you think of? The, you're talking about cartoonish. What did you mm-hmm. think about the character designs? I didn't. I didn't have a problem so much with the character designs because, like, Doctor Light. I watched the Mega Man cartoon, and there those. So that that didn't bother me, but like the fact that they're voice acting, but their mouths don't move. Yeah. They don't have a lot of motion at all besides breathing. Yeah. So, like, just the character, the, these cutscenes are, they're poorly done. They're and, very poorly done. And it looks like they're all, like, all the cutscenes look like they're taking place in the danger room. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. the backgrounds are all, like, quasi-holographic, where it's, like, clearly, it's like, oh, okay, they just did not 
they just didn't draw a background. <laughs> it didn't feel like it was done on purpose. It felt like we need a background. Uh, I don't know. Uh, transparent squares in the background. Done. <laughs> Do it. We got to ship. Yeah, because it's just a lot of people complain about the the color palette being just very like washed out and and okay. not not pleasurable to look at. All right, that didn't bother me so much. Yeah, I, I, that that m- not me neither, but. That's here nor there. Um, apparently, the frame rate is a big issue on a lot of different platforms. Really, so it's having it has trouble with frame rate. So this game is even after all this development time, it's a it's not ready. B the elements are so sparse because the platforming is it's it's very basic. Yeah. So even even that feels sort of slapdash, like they didn't really know what they were doing, like. There's not a lot of challenging elements like in the original Mega Man until you get to the end. And even then, they kind of cherry-picked the the bad thing that I'm so fucking tired of in Mega Man games, which is the boss gauntlet at the end. Mm-hmm. I assumed... I didn't get to finish this game, unfortunately. Yeah. I, re- I really did want to. I got about... I probably put about maybe three hours into it, three and a half hours into it, and I, got, I feel like halfway through. Yeah. Um, I assumed that there was going to be a boss gauntlet just because it, it has, this game has so many of the Mega Man tropes in it where it's like you, you choose a stage, there's stage selection. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the end of that stage, there's a robot master, which is in this game called a mighty. Mm -hmm. Once you defeat them, you can, uh, you assimilate them and you can use their power. Mm -hmm. Something that I think is really cool. It's kind of a twist on that is that when you defeat the, the, berserk mighty they're not destroyed um you you gain their power but they also exist mm-hmm. um and they'll show up in later levels uh to help you out and, and that's another thing that i love about this game and you've heard me bitch about this mm-hmm. for Mega Man games every single Mega Man game we've played for this show i've probably bitched about this mm-hmm. is that figuring out which power to use for which level. Mm-hmm. And it's just like trial and error bullshit. And I hate that because it's like, all right, I guess unless I look at a guide, I'm going to have to like systematically go through and be like, okay, is this week to this? Is this week to this? In this game, when you go to stage select, um, if you have like, for instance, um, if you have absorbed the ability of Pyro, uh, who is the, the fire-based mighty, um, you go to a stage, you go to the stage selection, you scroll through, and on the ice uh, stage, there will be an extra button that says advice. Uh, so instead of just going mm-hmm. start, uh, there is start and there's advice. Mm-hmm. And you click on advice, and Pyro shows up, and he gives you a, like, a little tip. And that's your hint that Pyro is going to be strong in this stage. Yeah. And they do that for each one. And I think I love that. True Mega Man fans, which I'm not, I'm not claiming to be, mm-hmm. true Mega Man fans may hate that yeah. because that might figuring out who's strongest for what stage might be that might be a big draw to a lot of people. Yeah, but it's not to me. I need baby mode for that, mm-hmm. so I do. I appreciate that that's in the game. Because the uh, yeah, it takes more of the NES because like the in the normal Mega Man, the the robot masters. You have as many times to like try as you want to go through those levels and beat the boss and get the powers. And then once you clear all the bosses, then you go to the difficult, like gauntlet version of the game where you're going through Dr. Wily's castle or something like that. Right. And typically when you die in those, 
you start back at the fucking beginning. And that's what Mighty Number no. 9 does. Uh, oh, man. So you have, yeah, you clear all the Mighties, oh, and then you have God. to go into the Battle Coliseum to uh, defeat the final boss. And it's if you die during the stage progression, you're back at the at stage one of the Battle Coliseum. So it's, yeah. they take a, a trope, that's just like, oh, all right, you're taking all take the dash mechanic, cool. This cool. Oh, you're taking the bad stuff too. Okay. Yeah. But that's gotta be tough for them to decide, right? Mm-hmm. What to keep and what to cut. Because like this thing that you and I both hate that you that you just said, yep. there may be like some diehard fans it, who they, love it. And they want if they want to be the spiritual successor of Mega Man, then it feel like yeah, they've gotta have a lot of the same elements in it. Don't change the formula. We don't need we don't need new Coke. Yeah. Mega Man is <laughs> probably that I'm pretty sure that was their mantra while making the game. Gotta and make new Coke. They ended up making Crystal Pepsi instead. <laughs> <laughs> because oh man. Let's see, what do I have? Any more notes? Ah, that's about all I have to say about the game. I wish I I mean, whenever I find a replacement 360 controller, I'll sit down and, and play it more in depth. I'm not looking forward to it, but then yeah, I but mean, uh, but I'm but I'm gonna like. Um, I I've got a few more things to talk about. I I want to I do want to talk about the character design because obviously this is I'm gonna differ from first person to person. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very much a taste thing, but I love the character designs in this mm-hmm. game. Um, and I'm glad that um, I'm glad that the community was involved in like voting on like character concept design and stuff like that. I think that's really neat. Yeah. I think that that's like one of the biggest, most fun things about Kickstarter games is when developers decide to do that, where it's like, we're going to get some, we're going to get some player uh, feedback um, because they realize that the players are important um, or at least they should, unless it's just a marketing ploy, which it might've been. Cause I don't Capcom know. Doesn't, doesn't understand that. It's right. Fun. Exactly. <laughs> and I, like, I feel like there's value in that. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really fun. I thought the character designs were great. Um, I thought that the regular, just run of the mill robots that you fight in the stages, <laughs> I thought they were cool looking. Mm-hmm. They had, they, they had personality where I feel like a lot of the enemies in Mega Man and Mega Man X series, they had personality, but like they weren't over the top like they are in this game. Yeah. And, and I appreciated that because it is very cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad that they went that route instead of going like pixel-based graphics route. Like I, I feel like that is a that was a bold decision that they mm. made to make this a 2.5D game instead of a 2D sprite based it's typical indie pixel graphic style game because yeah. that could have been super easy. I feel like that could have been the easiest mm. out. That's true. And I realize that's probably not a popular opinion on a retro gaming podcast <laughs> to say, but I mean I think it's the truth. Um, it's retro. It's it's I think in 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 its components it is a good mix of retro and modern. Yeah, which, I agree. Which that 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 goal is achieved, but you put those elements together and get that right, it still has to be fun. Right. <laughs> and this game is kind of fun. Yeah. I'll say that. It's kind of fun. It's not a game that I would recommend to anyone mm-hmm. unless they told me, hey, I, I like the Mega Man games. And I would be like, hey, have you played Mighty Number no. 9? <laughs> and I still, like, it wouldn't even be like a, like a, oh, you got to play Mighty Number no. 9. It would just be like a, uh, have you played this thing? Do you know this, this game exists? I like Mega Man. Do you love Mega Man? No, I just kind of like him. Oh, this Have you this played Mighty Number no. 9? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you love Mega Man? Yeah. 
Okay. I like Mega Man on paper, but not so much the gameplay. <laughs> okay, good, good. Are you likening Mighty Number no. 9 to communism? I am. I hope that you are. Yep. <laughs> because reading, like, watching the trailer and the things like this when it was a Kickstarter, like, it all sounded and looked good. Like, I was, I was so pumped about it. And I think everybody was. So, of course, I'm going to be disappointed. And that's why, like, a lot of... It's got scathing reviews. Like, people just saying it's just awful. It's garbage. It's a piece of shit. It's not. It's that's just because it's not. Unless it failed it at being Wii Mega U. Man. If it or, breaks yeah, your that's Wii U, true. then I feel like you're entitled to yep. say this game is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's sort of like I feel okay. Uh, it's not a perfect analogy, but it's kind of suffers from Chrono Cross syndrome, where it's had such it's based on such spectacular story and like a previous setting that like changed the formula enough. And people are like, oh, it's not what I thought it would be. Fuck this. So it suffers from that, only the thing is, like, a lot of people look back and say, oh, Chrono Cross, is, I mean, it's a, it's a good game, it's just not Chrono Trigger. Like, I wish I could say that about Mighty Number no. 9, but... I do think that if this game had been a secret, like, I feel like if there hadn't been a big buzz about it, if mm. if no one knew that Kaiji was in control of this mm. game... Uh, in developing this game, and that it was "quote unquote" the Me- Mega Man successor, I feel like pe- a lot of people would have liked. It this would game be getting more. you know more at least more average reviews. If this had been like just a startup developer, mm-hmm. I do think that people would be solidly recommending this game. Like yeah. I, I do think you it's, miss Mega Man. This is pretty close. Exactly. I do. I honestly do, and that's like. I'm kind of cynical about this stuff, but I do think that like popular video game journalism sites would be doing backflips over this game. Yeah. Where it's like, Mega Man's back, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But because the expectations are so mm-hmm. unachievably high, um, this game definitely suffers mm. from its creator as opposed to uh, benefiting from it. Ugh. Unless you consider financial uh, Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a smash hit. <laughs> In which case, it definitely benefited from uh, the creator. No. And do you have any achievements? No, this game had achievements, so mm-hmm. I don't have any. Do you? Nope. Okay. I mean, I I was trying to work out something with, like, Odelay. Or ac- access granted. Get a controller to work. <laughs> there you go. You're in control now. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some sweet... Um, Beck, you know, are you familiar with the musician Beck? I am. I was trying to think mostly of some... from his episode of Futurama. Futurama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good episode. <laughs> um, I was trying to like come up with some Beck themed achievements, um, and then I actually ended up spending my time playing the game instead. So Odelay is a possible name for one. Um, two turntables and a microphone. Mm. Or it's, um, it's a loser, baby. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's our sign off for Mighty Number no. Nine. It's a loser, baby. <laughs> Hmm. Um, Tyler, this game uh, is not on sale. You cannot purchase this game used on Amazon, mm. but I would like to say that it is $20 on Steam. So you, and I'm just pointing this out. You do have a $20 Steam card right now. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> and you I got to work on that Steam controller. Exactly. Then I can actually I'm play just it. Throw, I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> um, it is not worth $20, I don't think. Nope. Wait for this to go on sale. I do. I honestly think this is. You couldn't go wrong paying ten bucks for it if if you like this style of game. Yeah, I feel like ten dollars is fair. Yeah, it's still jump and shoot man. So it is. It is definitely <laughs> jump and shoot man. <clears throat> Tyler. Yes, Dave. 
I've had a lot of fun today. Have you talking to you about Mighty oh, Number Nine? Good. I have. I'm glad. Yeah. This you is this surprised. Is, well, this is our. This was a really low on the yucks and high on the yucks about game talk. Should we re-record it? Should we do number ten? Uh, maybe take ten. Maybe. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> if no one likes this episode, like. I had so much expectations with our Mind Number Nine episode, yeah. just did not deliver. It doesn't have the heart and soul of Padpuck. <laughs> yeah, we did raise. I mean, we did raise nine hundred. Let us review Mighty Number Nine. <laughs> Ten million dollar goal. You know what would have been great is if we actually started a Kickstarter for this episode for the Mighty Number Nine episode. <laughs> <laughs> See how much money we could raise, uh, and then let everybody down right <laughs> by doing this episode that yep. we did today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was bad. Yeah. I, I think that this, honestly, I feel. I don't like, think it's bad. I just like every once in a blue moon, we'll do episodes like this where it's just like we have a lot to say about the game. And that's what it. That's what it becomes. And some people love that. This is a public service that we've done today. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. feel like we've done a public service because, granted, a lot of people have covered a lot of outlets have covered Mighty Number no. Nine, but our listeners, mm-hmm. Tyler, they they. I imagine, I hope they want to know what we think about Mighty Number no. Nine yeah. before they plunk down their their twenty dollars Steam gift card. Yep. So we've done. They got we, for their birthday. We've done our public service. Also, Paul Anderson asked us to do it, so yep. we're doing it. So yeah, user request and a good service to the community. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I because man, it's when it came out and I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and. Michael Kelso of Two Dudes and a Nest was just like, this is garbage. Yeah. It's like, I'm, oh, it must really be garbage. So, Are you saying that he has a high threshold for garbage? I, think, I mean, NES is his forte. Right. So, so he must have a high threshold for yep. garbage. <laughs> um, which I say as a lover of the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of bad games for the NES. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a beard, what kind of beard would you give it? I would give it your beard, Dave. I don't have one. Well, you can try to grow one, and it's kind of patchy and not quite complete. Yeah. Like so Mighty you, Number 9. So you're just, just going to make fun of me now? <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it has a lot of potential. Yeah. No, it does not have a lot of potential at all. <laughs> I really like, oh, it doesn't have, I'm looking forward to Dave's beard. Yeah, well, hey, I've never promised anything for my <laughs> it's beard, true. if it's anything. true. It doesn't have the built up. <laughs> no, it does not have. Have you seen my dad's beard? Spiritual successor to his beard. <laughs> no, the expectations are very low for my beard. Imagine that. The kid with the Lisa Frank Dolphin folder. Not going to be able to grow a beard. Mm. Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses, what kind of glasses would you give it? Well, Dave, I give it your glasses because you suck as a human. <laughs> I have to give it Duke Nukem's glasses. Okay. Because... Like right. like this, Duke Nukem mm. in production forever and lit everybody way the fuck down with old style gameplay that well, just wasn't relevant anymore. Everyone didn't love the new Duke Nukem game? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can buy it on the Steam sale for like $2. Oh, okay. Well, it's I, really I might actually cheap. buy that then because <laughs> I haven't played it yet. And I'm not done playing garbage games yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that shit. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't would, mean to offend you with a beard comment. You didn't. I, didn't I was just playing. Um, although you know how I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive about sensitive my, skin. About my, I do have sensitive skin. Yeah. And I'm sensitive about my very, very like I have heavy growth on my neck. Oh, yeah. Like, I have to shave. I have to shave very frequently if it, because of that like neck 
crap, the crud that mm. I've got. I don't want to grow out the Amish neck beard, nor do I want to grow out the fedora toting neck beard. <laughs> so I have to like shave. If if I didn't have this, where it looks like my face is taking a dump at the bottom of my face, <laughs> bottom of my head, then I could just probably go like weeks without shaving before anyone's like, "Are you trying to grow something?" <laughs> Because, man, my neck beard, if I let it go, like, I get natural armor from it yeah. in, like, in, like, two weeks. What is up with that? Because it's, like, I talk to other people about that, and a lot of guys have this, like, really, like, that's where the hair consistently grows. Like, right? The distance mm-hmm. between their neck and their chin. The body, it's it's a vital area. you got to protect it. <laughs> you know what? That's You joke, but, like, evolutionary, like, is that is possibly that maybe? a thing? I don't know. Where it's like, I don't know. There used to be a time where, like, chipmunks would just latch on and kill us. <laughs> they would just chew through, but right. they hate hair, so. And the ones with the thickest neck beard, they, <laughs> they survived. survived. And passed the, all their the chipmunk blight <laughs> of, the, of, of early man. Yeah. Um... Let's see. I I do have a We Done Goofed, actually. Okay, good. Um, which I normally do at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. But this ties into the Lisa Frank folder that I mentioned. Okay. Um, on our last episode, uh, episode 327, uh, where we talked about Echo the Dolphin, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Tyler, I mentioned that I bought a bunch of extreme sports-themed animal folders to prove to the other kids that I was a man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that I had a gooter. It was very important <laughs> that they knew that. Um, and I done goofed it all up because um, I mentioned a, that I had a folder of a bald eagle playing football. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that bald eagle was not playing football. He was playing America's own pastime, mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. It's a bald eagle. It's playing baseball. Um, so uh, please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this, but Kanaha uh, – uh, he or she mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, I done goofed on that, and also Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins. He mentioned that as well. So I got I got two people making sure that I know that the Bald Eagle plays. Remember baseball. this super obscure thing you remember right. from your childhood? You're wrong. <laughs> you know what? I actually I really do appreciate it because it's you weren't like, alone. I, exactly. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so there is. I've actually got a link that'll be in the show notes um, that links to that whole series. Of folders, um, which I think was called, I might, I might just go ahead and goof again. I think it's called the No Limits Mead Folder Series. It's pretty perfect. It's a pretty, pretty perfect it's name. It's a good name for the folders mm. in the 90s. You know, back Where when we had one? No Limits. Yeah, and No Fear t-shirts. And No Fear, and yeah. Ain't Scared. <laughs> and Big Johnson. Fuck yeah. 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 And, and Big Dog also. And Big Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Man. Yes. And what else? What other shirts would we have to turn around and turn inside out in middle school? Mm-hmm. Not Massimo. Marilyn Manson t-shirts. Yeah. That was a big thing. God, I remember you couldn't even wear those in town in, in Benton. Like Really? They'd run you out? They, well, they, I remember at Tater Day, a girl wore a Marilyn Manson t-shirt and like she got harassed by the police until she wore it inside <laughs> out. Really? Like it was a, yeah, even even just out. Walking the streets really? of a festival. No way. We heard about his ribs. Oh, my <laughs> Flip, God. Flipped that shit inside out. That is dumb. Yeah, yep. that's what he did. Flipped himself inside out so yep. he can suck his wiener. <laughs> <laughs> mm. well, we're, we're good on time. It's, about, it's pretty solid. Yeah? Do yeah. we have time for calls or no? We're good. Uh, we're done. I think we're good on time. All right. Okay, yep. cool. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So don't miss the next episode. We're back to Original Flavor Wednesday. Well, we kind of... Well, I hadn't talked to you about this yet. Um, Can we do an all-call show on Wednesday? Yep. Because we have a lot of calls, 
And someone recently in Twitch chat like said, hey, I really like the All Calls episodes. And it made me think, um, yeah, I do too, because we don't have to do any work for mm-hmm. that other mm-hmm. than just show up and 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 make some goof. Those are just pure joy for us. They really are so. a lot of fun to mm-hmm. do. And it counters like this episode, which is very crunchy. Very, yeah, that's true. That's That's a good balance. You're right. All right, yeah, all calls. And then we can pick back up with the list. Um, we can either do it on Monday or, or or back to Wednesday, whatever you want. Okay. I'm, I'm flexible. Okay. All right, good. I'm excited now, all calls. Uh, let's see, iTunes reviews. We need those. We're, yeah. b- we're back to 155, so. Good. That's, that's good, though. Yep. So I think people are going to wait. Like, I could review it. I'm going to wait till I get something good. So... I don't know. I don't know about that yet. I'll have to think about it. But if you just want to add the kindness of your heart because you love us, go to iTunes, find Tadpog, subscribe, write a five-star written review. And that written review, if there's a game you want us to play, a guest host you want for an episode, or a Patreon request, mm-hmm. include that in your written review. And we promise we will get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be doing an all-call show. Thank God. Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on facebook.com. Uh, wow. Slash Tadpog. I changed things up. There's a lot of cool people there doing a lot of cool shit. <laughs> also, what I normally say first, uh, when I'm not extremely tired is our show notes are at tadpog.com. Uh, you can check that out and we will have, I'll, if I can find a video of the DOS version of Mega Man, I will include that in the show notes. So you have that to look forward yeah. to. Um, hey, maybe I should Twitch stream that. <laughs> Man, that'd be pretty good. Because I can beat that game. That w- <sighs> Man, that'd be pretty good. I think that would be... I mean, no one would watch it, but that'd be no, pretty good. No, of course they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I could relive my childhood yeah. and broadcast it yeah. to people who do not care. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter. We are at Tadpog underscore podcast. It is cumbersome. Uh, I do appreciate all the retweets, uh, especially our episode announcements. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash Tadpog. Thank you very much to everybody who's currently donating. Uh, I really appreciate it. It does make a difference uh, in our lives, and it is um, a wonderful thing to see uh, when people uh, donate because it lets us know that you actually really do you really do care, and, and that's really cool. And I'm also I'm really proud that like our show is – Listener supported. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't do advertisements and stuff like that, other than like for Burger King, obviously, which we do for free uh, yep. when we talk about their garbage food. I mean, they're sh- I mean they're struggling. We know who to help. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they really them and Kotaku. Yeah, just two struggling <laughs> companies. Um, so I'd like to take a moment and I want to thank um, Kyle Pertlebaugh for upping uh, his donation. Yeah, I really do appreciate that. Um, I also want to thank uh, Chris Chris Edler pinball archmage mm-hmm. uh for up upping his donation we really appreciate that mm-hmm. uh and i want to thank of course exalted lord micah purdue for upping his donation uh which he is continuing to ride that raising his donation one penny for every episode that we do <laughs> which i think is really cool yep um i do have another announcement uh i want everybody to know that all our episodes well i shouldn't say all our episodes there are no gaps in our iTunes yeah, episode finally. library anymore. That took a lot of work, uh, me working with iTunes, uh, sending emails back and forth until they said, oh, yeah, it's our fault. We'll fix it. And then they fixed it. So now there's no weird, like, jump from, like, 
315 to 318 or anything like that. Excellent. So if you've been frustrated by that our we don't have our most 25 recent episodes uh, in iTunes mm-hmm. in correct order, now now we're good to go. Good, good. The most anal-retentive of fans. Which it bothers me too when I would scroll through and just see the number missing. I know. And that's when I, like, I knew that I needed to fix it because I was like, well, if it bothers Tyler, there's a good chance yeah. it bothers like <laughs> 70% of people. <laughs> Um, we do Patreon bonus episodes, too. If you haven't donated yep. yet, each month we do an, a bonus episode. We have not recorded July's yet, nope. but that is coming up. Yep. Um, so look forward to that. And it, also, if you donate, you get access to all the bonus episodes that we've done in the mm-hmm. past. So And those are adding up. Uh, I don't know exactly how many there are now, but it's, um, it's over a year's worth. Um, so it's over 12. Yes, Jacob, I know, has been Jacob of Wolfighting fame has been listening to the Patreon episodes and he had completely forgotten about the last minute Christmas pinch. Yeah. And he had forgotten all the jokes, everything that happened on that episode. (laughs) So he thoroughly enjoyed going back and listening to it. Yeah. I've done that before too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you have anything you want to send us, food, games, torture device, whatever, please send that to Tadbox Studios, Caravan Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. And we've got an Instagram, Tadpog. Underscore podcast. Make sure to post the Tweety Bird card in there. Oh, I will. Yeah. You bet your ass. I was also thinking about that when I bought it. I was like, I'm making Tyler's job a little easier. Yeah, I'm going to take a picture of that right (laughs) now. He's going to have something to post. Yeah, taken. (laughs) All right. Um, Our theme song is Moves by Seymour Drive. Link to that track. We have another show notes at tabog.com. How would you like to close this out, Dave? Uh, Do you have any suggestions? The only thing I can think about is... um, what, okay, okay, I got one. Okay. I got one. Okay. Tyler, what is what is mighty? The pen. Mighty pen? Mm. What's that? It's mightier than the sword. Aha. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a sleeper. I was thinking um, there's also a mouse out there, Tyler, that's pretty mighty. Have you heard uh, of him? I have. Uh-huh. Do you know what he sounds like? I know what Andy Kaufman <laughs> yeah, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that. I love that. I was hoping that's where you were going to go with that. Right. So I'd like to close this out as um, as Mighty Mouse is how I'd like to do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Or or Andy Kaufman, which would okay. your pick. It's same, same thing. Yeah. We always knew. All right. So until next time. Tropical Capricorn. Man. Okay. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. Some would say. <laughs> I was just okay with what he did with it because I, I I'm one of those guys, I'm kind of one of those weird sort of hermaphrodites that likes both 